Ho, ho, ho. Welcome back to Let's Talk About the Facts. I am your host, Elizabeth Fiore, and with me again for such a lovely holiday endeavor is Madison Bateman. I'm a Christmas elf. <laughs> She's an elf on a shelf. I'm Jewish, actually. So. <laughs> She's a Jewish elf on the shelf, making sure that your menorah is lit correctly. It has uh-huh. enough stems because how many of those are like incorrectly painted and like stored? Isn't oh, that ridiculous? Oh, yeah, where they just do three candles on each side. Or I've seen, it. no, no, I've seen it with just five stems total. Like, oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I'm like, who, who's this for? It's just a candelabra. Yeah. And I'm, and it's like happy Generic, and a I'm secular like, candelabra. I'm like, I don't think that's enough. No. Um, for listeners, it's nine candles total. Yeah. Eight days and then the lighting candle. Yeah. It's eight crazy nights. Eight crazy nights. Adam Sandler so Mm -hmm. beautifully sang. (laughs) Well, we're going to get out our Ebenezer Scrooges and Grinches because we are going to talk about some real, real holiday haters. That's it. The 17th century Puritans. The war on Christmas is to be had. I thought this was why you brought me on oh, for yeah. the war on Christmas. Well, um, this year I have decided to put down my arms and um, stop waging the war against Christmas and just like have a good time. And I don't know. I mean, I love, but free you know food. what? Let's. I can. I can pretend. Well, here's the joke. I decided to combine this episode with some British Christmas superstitions. Okay, fun. So, we're going to do the original banning of Christmas. I do love this period of time. It's so funny. And the fact that Americans forgot that we did this. I don't think they forgot. They just don't know. Or that. but Nobody has talked about it. I mean, it, it, it stopped in the late 1800s. That's not that long ago. No. I, I mean, I just keep thinking about how different our country would be if we weren't founded by such insufferable scolds or if we weren't commercialized by christmas you know uh, both but i i'm going way way back okay oh no i'm saying like what if we kept it what if we had kept this ban on christmas that would be wild listen man just let people get loaded on christmas i know and then fight you at your own home or if we go back even farther you know what let's just tell this tale let's just get into it okay so the pious puritans they sailed from england in 1620s and they end up in where massachusetts a very difficult state to spell if you're not used to it and they founded the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Who knew? I mean, I think probably everybody. Everyone knew that. Yep. And they brought with them something that was not right for the season. A contempt for Christmas. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, who would have guessed that one? Look, they kept their shops and schools open and churches closed, which feels like sacrilege because churches should be open 24-7. But churches closed on Christmas because they disparaged this holiday as full steed. I mean, it was, it did get too rowdy. 
I'm going to say that perhaps people were going too hard on Christmas in a much different way than they go too hard on Christmas. Now, now we go too hard by like before the sacred holiday of Halloween, the best <laughs> holiday, yes, we're putting up Christmas stuff. We're, we're playing Christmas carols. It's too much. I think we're, we've gone too far in a different direction. Back then they did go too hard and it was, it it was it, too much of a good time. It was, yeah. I mean, there was too much ale that, you know, now bring us some figgy pudding. So bring it right here. Yeah, that was literal because they were just so demanding. Oh, I've got that. Oh, actually. I can't wait. I wrote that down. I put figgy pudding in my nose. <laughs> yeah. But we got to go back to 1649 because the Puritans in England overthrew King Charles I. Do you remember that? I do. And among their items of business... In addition to chopping off his head, because yeah. that was a big one, was to ban Christmas. What was that guy's name? The who? Oh God damn it! Oh, I don't think I put the English there. guy. Who? Uh, I'm gonna think of it tonight at two a.m. and be like, "How could I have ever forgotten?" Just at the at the Twitter account. Oh my God! I'm gonna. I have to look this up because I like actually. Cromwell. Thomas Cromwell. I oh my have, God, yes! I didn't have to look it up. You know, I'm so upset that I didn't recognize or remember that. Okay, I didn't have to look it up, but Thomas Cromwell, yeah, once he died. Yeah. So Charles II had been, like, in exile in France, right? And he was just, like, living in the lap of luxury in <laughs> exile. Just, like, having the title of prince, but having nothing. Yeah, really, you don't have No responsibilities. So when Thomas Cromwell died... The whole movement was like, oh, no, actually, this does not hold up without him. Charles II, would you please come be king? So we actually need a monarch. We actually um, don't know what we're doing. We just had the one guy who knew the job and, and, and he's gone. So, yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with Christmas. That'll be at the end of the show. Uh, are you kidding? I'm leaving it. Um. So Parliament, after we knocked off Charles I, Parliament decreed that December 25th should instead be a day of fasting and humiliation, which made me laugh because humiliation meant something entirely different. But it makes me laugh because... Are, we, are you going to lessen on, on humiliation? Well, what do you think the root word is? Humility. So put two and two together. I'm not putting anything together. I'm not good at math. <laughs> not word math. <laughs> so if humility is the root word of humiliation, this it's not to... Like being pious? Yeah, it's to uh, like humble thyself. I was hoping it was like something kind of fun. It is. Is it self-flagellation? That's, uh, that could that's what be I'm hoping it. for. That could be it. That a is a good way to... self-flagellation, you know? It would be kind of like what Paul Bettany and the Da Vinci Code, you know what oh, I'm talking uh -huh. about? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, that did take a little too far for me. But Paul Bettany did have great hair in that movie. For a monk. Okay. I'm going to take your word for it. I don't remember. I've seen other monks in other movies. Not as good. <laughs> All right, well, I feel like I got a real deep dive into your psyche. I'm My a psyche frightened. is terrifying. But anyway, fasting and humiliation for Englishmen, because they needed to account for their sins. Well, that so doesn't happen now, so. It's not public humiliation, it's personal humiliation. Hmm. So if they 
took a crayon and drew a picture of their sins and put it on the house wall. There you go. Humiliating. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) The Puritans of New England. Now, that's old England. Now we're in New England. Eventually took the lead of those. And in 1659, the general court of Massachusetts... I want to know where they got that name. Oh. Massachusetts Bay Colony made it a criminal offense to publicly celebrate the holiday. And here's their declaration. Whosoever shall be found observing any such day as Christmas or the like, either by forbearing of labor, feasting, or any other way, was subject to a five shilling fine. <laughs> Did you write down how much five shillings is in today money? I don't understand British currency. I've made no attempt to try. And so I'm just, yeah, I I wish they would get with the euro. (laughs) Go back in time and please get with the euro. Maybe the the pound sterling. Ooh, there we go. Perhaps the US dollar. I mean, I would do it if it were Canadian money, but it's not Canadian money. Mm -mm. And I like Canadian money. Because okay. it's always printed on the back of the book when you purchase it. It's like, it costs this much in America, oh. but if you were in Canada... USD versus CID. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But you know what? If it's going to be a five shilling fine, it's Worth still it. going to be a five shilling fine. Okay? 2022. Uh-huh. I mean, here's what I love is that the war on Christmas came from Christians. I don't... Straight up! Like, here's the thing. Everybody else... I'm just like, please, please don't force Christmas on me. Please stop forcing Christmas down my throat. And people are like, how dare you? How dare you fight a war on Christmas? You are awful. And I'm like, I just don't. I would like to unsubscribe. Yeah, but I want to unsubscribe from the Christmas aspect, not the holiday aspect, the Christmas. It is a crime to force Christmas down someone's throat. I am very obsessed with, however, Camilla Cabello um, saying, I'll be home for Christmas, Christmas, but she pronounced it Quizmois. <laughs> <laughs> and I just will not call it anything else other than Quizmois. I mean, so simple. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, speaking of, let's talk about why did they want to ban Christmas so bad? Let's get into it, Elizabeth. Let's get into some doctrine. Um, well, I'm going to be a little bit of a spoiler, and it's a, it's a lot of booze. No. I mean. That is part of it, but that is a mere detail. A mere detail. Because they can doctrinally... That's not a word. But they can back up their point against Christmas. Allow me. I mean, yeah, you know. So there's this guy. His name is Stephen Nissenbaum. That is a name and I love it. Nissenbaum, author of The Battle for Christmas. Quizmoist. (laughs) Says it was partly because of theology and partly because of the Rowdy celebrations. The rowdy celebrations. I think I think the rowdy celebrations were the real problem. And then they went to like doctrine just to back it up. Well, you know what Puritans are. They are here for the strict interpretation of the Bible. And they are here to not have fun. Liter- we've heard of Footloose, right? 
The non-dancing. You can't dance in this town. Look, Footloose is basically a puritanical view of dancing. Yeah. And thank Kevin Bacon for that film. Anyway. Oh, God, I'm going to watch it now. Um, we'll be right back after we watch Footloose. Thank you for pausing with us. Wow, what a great film. <laughs> and we're back. So the Puritans tried to run a society in which legislation would not violate anything that the Bible said. And where are they now? Oh, wait. Hmm. We got separation of church and state, supposedly, now. (laughs) (laughs) And nowhere in the Bible is there a mention of celebrating the nativity. Mm. Or Quizmas. Quizmas. But the nativity, which is... What Quizmas is supposed to be based on. I'll be home for Quizmas. <laughs> wow. It just, it gets me every time. It does. It, it brings joy to my heart. I feel like Velveeta should come out with the Quizmas version because that's what it feels like it is. Yeah, I just, I think that we need to go back in time Change and it. be like Puritans. But have you considered pronouncing it Quizmas? <laughs> and they'll be like, you know what? It actually will throw out this doctrine. Well, here's the thing: scriptures did not mention in did not mention. That's the one nativity. word. Uh-huh. No, no. Well, yes, they did. That's all oh, of sorry. Luke chapter uh, sorry. two. I'm sorry. I was. I thought I was just trying to get you back on top track oh. of like what you were. They didn't mention it celebrating the nativity. Luke chapter two, the nativity's all in there, but I know they mentioned the nativity. <laughs> I just was trying to get you back. Where she was you trying looked to... like you were trying to find your place. No, she was trying to rip the uh, Quizmas carpet out from under me. And... <laughs> the scriptures do not mention a season, let alone a single day that marked the birth of Jesus. Boom. War on Christmas. The baby Jesus. The best one. Yeah, the only one that we know of. He's the baby. And <laughs> bebe. The bebe. The bebe. Uh, so, did you know, Madison, of course you do, the pagan roots of Christmas? Uh, Saturnalia? Oh, Saturnalia, indeed. So, not until 4th century AD did the church in Rome ordain the celebration of the nativity on December 17th through December 23rd-ish. And then it somehow got nailed down to December 25th, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because that was Saturnalia, the uh, feast that honored the god Saturn, or Kronos, if you're Greek. And yes, 17th to the 23rd. That was feasting and gift-giving and gambling, which we gamble with our lives every day we step out the door. Anyway... There was also <laughs> dark. I mean, don't we? Yes, but dark. You know what else is dark? Christmas? Uh, the Yule Days, because yeah. that's the darkest day of the year. You gotta admit, that was quite the segue. That was pretty good. Thank you. Um, those... I'm gonna give you a little bit of an applause. Oh, merci. Mm-hmm. So, Yule, you've heard of a Yule log, right? Of course. Who hasn't? Who has? Humst amongst us. Humst amongst. So speaking of, when we get into our little British tradition, superstition mission, um, we'll talk about Yule Logs. Ooh, hoo, hoo. they got to burn all night, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Yule is the celebration of days getting longer and nights getting shorter again because winter solstice. Yay! So all of that wrapped up into one nice little party became... Quizmois. Indeed. Now, of course, what is, what is Christianity if not co-opting other things? So we have a Puritan minister, his name... You're never going to guess it. It's, it's the Joseph, funniest thing. Jonathan, Nathaniel, uh, Quizmois man. <laughs> it's Increase Mather. Oh, actually, I did know that. I, I don't even know why I pretended. Increase Mather, yeah. You know who that guy is? Related to Cotton Mather <gasps> of the Salem up. Trials. Yes, Increase Mather. So he wrote that Christmas occurred on December 25th, not because... Christ was born in that month, but because the heathen Saturnalia was at that time kept in Rome, and they were willing to have those pagan holidays metamorphosed into Christian ones. Is that what you think Increase Mather sounds like? I feel like. That was too fun. Take it down 12 notches. I don't know how. I mean, okay. I, I, I have to admit my flaws. You can't be a Puritan? All right. Well, I, I know your limitations. Thank you. I'm from the South. I don't know how. When I when I get up on the podium, it's fire and brimstone. It's not purity and sanctimonium. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. I have to bring the funk and the music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's your personality. Yeah. It is. It's in... I drank the water. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Nissenbaum, remember, he wrote that book. The battle for Christmas. He said, Puritans believed Christmas was basically just a pagan custom that the Catholics took over without any biblical basis for it. Of course it is. All right, but like, do you like to party, bud? No, I guess not. That's what Nissenbaum's saying. The holiday had everything to do with the time of year, the solstice and Saturnalia, and nothing to do... With the baby Jesus. With the baby. The baby or the Christianity. So, you know, the pagan-like way that Christmas was celebrated really, really brought trouble to the Puritans' hearts. I mean, trouble. Men dishonor Christ more in the 12 days of Christmas than in all (laughs) of the 12 months beside Christmas. Did you know that the 12 days of Christmas actually starts on the 24th? Yeah, because it goes through Epiphany or something, right? Yeah, I had no idea until yeah. I wrote this. I was like, what do you mean the 12th? What's an Advent calendar then? Elizabeth, did you know that in fact um, Christmas didn't always start before Halloween? That sometimes what? it was crazy to start yeah, like, you're two like, weeks early? You're supposed to start on, like decorating your house on Christmas Eve. I would give them the 23rd, but sure. No, like, that's I, when you were. Until, like, I don't know, Charles well, Schultz was like, y'all are crazy. What if you watch the Peanuts special December 1st? You know? That's oh, what he said. Oh, crap. I'm, <laughs> and I'm not going to diss that Peanuts special because it slaps. It does slap. It brings joy to my heart. I feel a peace I've never known before. I liked the second one too, where it's Christmas time again and the yeah, Christmas time 
one is here. The funny thing is that's the only one we had on VHS, so I oh, rarely uh-huh. saw the first one and always saw the second one and the candy cane do. Well, then it's on streaming, so we're going to pause and we're going to watch that. Oh, what a great time. Still slaps. Holds up. Love it. It's no great pumpkin, but... I agree. It's it's up there. It's a great Quizmo special. It honestly, out of all the Quizmo specials I've seen, it's one of them. <laughs> uh, so Christmas in the 1600s was hardly a silent night, <laughs> and it was definitely not a holy night. <laughs> so you wrote these jokes down, didn't you? Shut up. And you went. You would put a check mark next to them, and you went. Like, Oh my god, this is this is a banger of a joke. I mean... You patted yourself on the back for those. <laughs> I mean... Please laugh. Please laugh. Laugh at my, laugh at my humor at Queezmas. Um It was more, you know, spring break in Ibiza than it was. Mm-hmm. This Christmas celebration at a Baptist church. Uh-huh. I really want you to know that I'm really holding in. Oh, it's Ibiza? <laughs> <laughs> um, like an absolute asshole. I'm so glad that you you didn't hold it in. Yeah, I've never been to Ibiza, but um, <laughs> uh, and I never will. I never will either. But I just um, I'm scared of the revelers. The revelers. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the movie on Netflix, and um, I think it seems I went. Like, yeah, yeah. It just seems like a lot of drugs. I'm not into. You know what drug I am into? Yet. Christmas. Quizmas. Quizmo spirit. So there was a Yuletide twist on trick-or-treating. Men dressed as women, women dressed as men. Oh, a nice little reversal. Then there was door-to-door, like, knocking, and they would demand food or money in return for carols or Christmas wishes. Okay, so this is from Niesenbaum, all right? Was there also, like, the reversal of, like, the rich, rich and, and poor? Rich and poor, yeah. yeah. So, Niesenbaum said, bands of mostly young people and apprentices would go to houses and demand that the doors of prosperous people be open to them. They felt like they had the right to enter the houses of wealthy, of the wealthy and demand their high-quality food and drink, not meager handouts, but the stuff prosperous people would serve to their own families. For instance... Bring me that figgy pudding now. Bring me that figgy pudding. But see, you got to do the John Denver and the Muppets mm. where Miss um, Piggy comes out. And she's like, piggy pudding. And <laughs> Gonzo says, it's made of figs. And she's like, oh. And then he's like, and bacon. <laughs> I mean, there is no bacon. Whatever. I think the whole point was to go to her. Okay. Because I, so I have made figgy pudding for my family before. And you're thinking as an American, wow, it's going to be like a pudding, like wow. a, like a, you know, like a goop. Like, I figured it'd be stiff. Um, No, it's a cake. Like a Newton? No. Like it's a like steamed, pu- like oh, British kind of like British, a, like a rum cake? Um, It's like pretty light and moist, but it's like a, sort of like a sticky toffee pudding type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so when I served it, my mom went, that's not pudding. To which I was like, well, this sums up my entire relationship with my mother here. I spent hours doing this. And then she just goes, that's not pudding. <laughs> and I'm like, it's British. They call desserts generally pudding. I don't 
What do you want? I don't know how to help you that it wasn't your idea of pudding. Jello pudding. What in the Harry Potter do you want? Like, we've seen what they... I brought her the figgy pudding and I brought it right there. And it wasn't good enough. It was fantastic, though. Yeah, I figure. I like figs. I do, too. They're really delicious. I like that wasps die in them. Oh, same. I'm allergic to wasps. Oh, and then they dissolve and you eat them. <laughs> yum. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> um, okay, so. Figgy pudding. Anyone who failed to comply was greeted with vandalism or violence. I mean. Into it. It's not into, it seems like I haven't seen it and I never will, but that movie Violent Night just seems like really in the spirit of the original Christmas. Yeah, I would be down for that hoedown. Down for that hoedown, yeah. <laughs> what? Violence and mayhem. That is Vandalism the kind, and violence, yeah, so that's what she's Because the only person who's actually subject to the violence is the wealthy. And I think that's, ding, 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 why they shut down Christmas. Yeah, duh. Puritans had a motive. Squeeze me. I'm rich. I don't want people barging in and frightening me. Taking my figgy pudding. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. But even after this, like, you know, public commemoration of Christmas was once again legal in England, right? Following the restoration of... King Charles II in 1667. It's actually 1666. I have 1660. I probably am wrong. Let's go. It with might be her. sixty sixty one. To be honest, it could be sixty sixty one. I just was, you know, kind of going by gut feelings. I'm not a dates person. She's a King Charles person. Uh, no. The Have you seen second. pictures of either King Charles? Absolutely. Or no. the current King Charles? Absolutely no. I don't actually recognize. I don't like that. any three of the King Charleses. I'm sorry, but it's Prince Chucky to me. <laughs> Uh, so the Yuletide band band remained firmly on the books in Massachusetts for an entire generation. And I want that to like sink in because that's a long time. All right. It is outlawed in public, but celebrations of Christmas did endure in private homes, particularly in the fishing towns that were away from the Puritan power in Boston mm-hmm. that Nissenbaum would say was actually very notorious for ear religion and heavy Shocking. drinking and oh. loose sexual activity. What, what, what were they doing? Flashing ankles around? I feel like it was. Men showing off their calves, those sexy calves. Possibly some dancing. <laughs> I know. Get out of here. You can't tell me what to do in a boat. (laughs) (laughs) No, I guess not. International waters, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm flying under the Uzbekistan flag. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Nissenbaum, of course, found no records of any prosecutions under the 1659 law. And it's not like, you know, there was some secret police going around looking for Christmas. Because that would be funny. They were busy looking for witches. Christmas witches. Christmas witches. Is this a movie idea you're pitching? Was it was more of a concept. Okay. Like feel the Christmas witch coming soon, starring Vanessa Hutchins. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the Christmas witch. The Christmas. Christmas witch. Um. 
It's clear from like, you know, the wording that the Puritans weren't really concerned with celebrating the holiday in a quiet way, privately, with no pizzazz. Could you imagine if I had been born into Puritan culture? You would have been killed as a witch immediately. I would have been thrown into the fire as a baby. They would have been like, this baby has too much pizzazz. Too much pizzazz. Just so much. Yeah, they were busy trying to find women who were dancing and hanging them high. That's it. So they weren't doing Christmas police... But, you know, so the prohibition of public Christmas celebrations was very unique to Massachusetts. And under the reign of King Charles II, mm -hmm, political pressure to the motherland steadily increased for the colony's Puritan leaders to relax their intolerant laws. I'm going to check on when King Charles II was... Um reinstated because now it now we got to know it does actually bother me yeah or risk losing their royal charter they risked losing their royal charter over christmas can you believe that i mean i can i can but i also can't believe that the motherland was like christmas this much you know <laughs> like i get that we have a royal charter but christmas you know what i'm saying it's always been a hot-button issue, Elizabeth. It really has. So in 1681, the Massachusetts Bay Colony reluctantly repealed the most odious of laws, which one of them was the ban on Christmas. And I'm over here thinking, was that really the most odious? That's not even a stretch. I mean, people like their booze. People like going to their neighbors and demanding food and drink. And then if you don't give it to them, punching you in the face. But they considered that one of their most odious laws. I feel like the Puritans had more odious ones. Yeah, but, you know, they didn't affect men. So. Oh, that's fair. Also, you can add this wherever, but King Charles, yeah, it was 1660. Dang, I was right! I mean, you looked at the internet and I just looked into the annals of my mind for, like, a vibe. So, I... I'm not shocked you were right. No, I just... I was. Sometimes I mistype. No, I just... And I when just... you mistype... When you're typing numbers, yeah. it's easy to no, hit I a zero went... instead of a nine. I just went, hmm. 6667? No. <clears throat> 1660. My vibe was off. My, my vibe meter So, hostility towards the public celebration of Christmas uh -huh. remained in Massachusetts for years. Because, like I said, it was a full-ass generation. Mm -hmm. So, the newly appointed governor, Sir Edmund Andrews, and attended Christmas Day religious uh, services at a Boston townhouse in 1686. So, that's... 1686, I want to put this in some historical context. That is six years before, five or six years before the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, they're looking for women dancing. He prayed and sang hymns while flanked by redcoats guarding against possible violent protests. About Christmas! The war on <clears throat> Christmas. So, well into the 1800s, businesses and schools in Massachusetts remained open on December 25th while many churches stayed closed. So it's not until 1856 did Christmas along with Washington's birthday who cares and 4th of July eh, finally become hey, a... Hey, don't be smirch holidays we get off of work. That's true. 
but we don't get Washington's birthday. Uh, yeah. And that's President's why. I, Day? No, because that changes. It's a Monday holiday. Mm. That's it's a mm. law, by the way, that it's all on Mondays. Yeah. And it's so that you stupid. get off work, so you don't have to celebrate it on a Sunday and then lose your day off work. I want it on a Friday. Give me a better long weekend. Okay. Well, you can feel how you feel about it. Thank you. But, and then finally, Christmas became a public holiday in Massachusetts. And that is, let me tell you people, 1856. That is not a long time. Massachusetts, really the center of the storm for a lot of stuff. Look, we love a messy girl. (laughs) I don't know that I love Massachusetts. I mean, 1856 is a holdout. And you know those Bostonians. They, well, yes, and they say no, and they mean it. I mean, (laughs) I heard that they still only drink coffee after that tea party. (laughs) That was a long walk for that joke. (laughs) I feel like it was a silly stroll. It was a silly stroll, yeah. It was a silly stroll. It was good. It was a real thinker. I had to digest it. It was a thunker. (laughs) All right. So, now that we've talked about the puritanical war on Christmas that they lost. The war on Christmas comes back now as the war on Christmas too. So, we're going to talk about Christmas superstitions according to the BBC. Ooh, I love a superstition. I love so many of these too. Okay, so, holly is a symbol of eternal life. Other evergreens to bring into your home this Christmas include ivy rosemary bay leaves and of course mistletoe which is a vampiric parasite allegedly i mean no just it is i mean that's you know for trees i love it i'm into it like it sticks its little like spiky bits down into the tree oh the mistletoe yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i forgot about that and i also have had christmas trees made out of rosemary which I like because one, it's alive. And two, it's delicious for food. That is a good. And three, idea. I don't have to see like a dead thing dying in my house. Like I love trees. Does it smell good. The rosemary. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Okay, you ready for the next? Oh, lay it on me. Don't forget to bring in the plow and keep it under your dining table for the duration of the holiday. Why? I don't know. I think probably I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm I'm gonna hear the slim. I'm going out on this holly bough, and it's I think it's because that way you won't be tempted to work over the holidays. Ooh, interesting. And so I was I thinking, don't know, like I think they probably just made up a little something, a little superstition about it. See, I was thinking that way no plow bandits come. No plow bandits. Oh oh right, yeah, the plow trolls. Everybody Well knows. think about it. Everybody's inside having a good time. What better time to steal? A plow than when everyone's not around the plow. And plows would have been hot commods. Hot commods. Yeah. You know what? There was probably a real plow vandalism streak. Thievery. (laughs) Okay. What else? If you take a candle to church this Christmas, don't bring it home. Blow it out and leave it there with the vicar this for sounds good like luck. A, this sounds like a way that the church was just scamming people out of candles. That's what I'm thinking. Because candles were expensive. They were. I would get a church candle. That's why. And I windows were also very expensive. So really just needed a lot of candles. Mm-hmm. 
And that's I a, couldn't That's resist. a good one. Yeah, I couldn't resist my hyacinth bouquet with the vicar. <laughs> she was always like, the vicar's coming. I mean, here's the thing. What I've seen from British television and mystery murder shows is that um, small town country vicars are always very sexy. And if one of them leaves, he's replaced by another young, sexy vicar who, by the way, can get married. I um, just have so many questions. Grant Chester, baby. Oh. Highly recommend it if you're like, do I want to fall in love with a small town country vicar who, you know, is going to work for his village and solve a large number of, of murders and crimes? Or you could also watch Keeping Up Appearances if you want someone to talk like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you sure. <laughs> the vicar's coming. Uh, don't try this one at home, but some farmers used to cut their animals to make them bleed a little bit on Boxing Day. They thought that bloodletting would improve their livestock's health and stamina, which is vampiric fake news. Okay. For everyone who's listening, Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. Um, I figure if they don't know that by now, they've they never do. looked at a calendar. Because oh. well, it's always listed for Canada. Maybe they are thinking that it's about pow-pow boxing, which is what I thought as a kid. Pow-pow really? boxing. Yeah. I was like, why is it... Why are we... Why is this a big deal? <laughs> I don't care about boxing. Um, Us Americans. <laughs> okay. Um, did not know bloodletting was going to come into this, but I should have. Yeah, I mean, I told you they're super stash. But that does feel like vampiric fake news. Yeah, just a little bit for the vampires. Yeah, we, I mean, we gotta. Gotta. Hmm? Gotta give them a little mash. Yeah, we gotta we gotta hold one out for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mistletoe is a magic plant. It keeps yeah. evil away, as well as offering a good excuse to improve your love life. That's true, but mistletoe berries are very poisonous. Be careful. Um, they were also, so mistletoe, let me just, this has now become Madison talks about stuff she knows. That's what Our, I wanted. Um... Yeah, mistletoe is a plant that was used in magic a lot, especially from, like, the druids, which um, the druids, by the way, were not a, like, group of people. They were a class of people. It was, like, the priest class. Anyway. Indeed. They use mistletoe? Yeah. And the be- you said the berries are poisonous, so be careful the with your pets. berries are indeed poisonous. I want to know how they found out. Um, Probably I, the hard way. The hard way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mistletoe, again, like I said, it's a... Speaking of vampire fake news, it is basically a, a vampire plant. plant. Or no, it's a vampire. it's not a vampire plant. It's a um, those little weird fish that stick onto sharks. It's well, not no, a but leech. It, it's a parasite. Yes, it's yeah. a parasite plant. Yeah, it is a parasite plant because it will parasitic. Yeah, it will like it leeches leech on, nutrients, but it's yeah. also kind of symbiotic, right? Because it doesn't kill no. the tree. I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not symbiotic because it's not good for the plant but so if you but are, will it kill the plant maybe the branch i don't i don't think but probably if it not kills the whole it, then it'll kill itself yeah i don't think it would kill the whole thing it's not going to kill the whole tree well it's symbiotic if it doesn't but the berries got to be eaten and then the, a bird poops them out somewhere else and then it's not a big deal oh, it's, nice. then it's done it's done then it's done its job yeah um nice. but if you you can usually find um mistletoe by like in the winter time, 
looking up. It's green in the winter, and so on like oak trees or whatever that have lost its leaves, if you look up and you see anything green, that's likely mistletoe. And not moss telling you to go north. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Two tree tips. Ooh, I love tree tips. Who doesn't? I love trees. Trees don't throw green holly leaves on the fire. No, obviously not. Don't throw green leaves on the fire anyway. Because it has water in it. Yeah, and then it's steamy. Is it poison? Well, yeah, probably. Or cut down an oak tree that has mistletoe growing on it. Why? I don't know. Cowboy Hank will come for you. I, I can't tell you why. It just said don't do it. Oh, okay. So you're you're not like... And here's the reason behind it. I don't, I keep forgetting. Yeah, no, this These list didn't give me reasons. These are just superstitions. Yeah. Okay. But I actually feel like the whole cut down an oak tree that has mistletoe growing on it comes from something you were saying. Intriguing. Yeah. yeah. You were the genius on this one. Yeah. Okay, this one you're going to love. Ooh! On New Year's Day, it's uh -huh. considered bad luck if the first visitor at your house has red hair. Best <laughs> luck. Best luck comes from a knock at the door by a man you don't know with black hair. Oh, yeah. Is that, like, the first foot, I believe is what it's called? Where, like, there's somebody who goes around the village to, like, be the first foot in your door? I, I don't know, but that's amazing if so. I'm going to... Excuse us while we pause for a second. We got a first foot. I did Am I making this up? No, because I think it's genius. What if I've just made up everything? Okay. In Scottish, Northern English, and Manx, that's Manchester... Folklore, the first foot is the first person to enter the home of a household on New Year's Day and is seen as a bringer of good fortune for the coming year. That might be it. And like if they have red hair, it's bad luck. And if they have black hair, it's good luck. That must have something to do with black Irish. Maybe. Which black Irish is, isn't someone who dark is hair. black. It's black hair with dark eyes. The origins of first footing is uncertain, although there may be a connection to the Viking invasion of the British Isles. <laughs> This may go back to the time of the Vikings when the arrival of a blonde stranger at your door would be cause of fear and alarm. But I don't think the Vi oh, yeah, Vikings, Vi I, I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Vikings, because they're Nordic, it would, they would be blonde hair. So, and yeah. then a black hair, like black hair people, yeah. that's Irish. I was, I was thinking uh, for some reason in my mind, I got bamboozled into thinking about the Romans and I was like, well, they never got up to Scotland. Okay. Anyway, uh, whenever a public public ritual is suppressed, many continue it at another date. Obviously, we, we just talked about quizmoys. Quizmoys. Many customs of first footing, bringing coal, knocking on doors, group singing "Old Lang Syne" to pass from the old to the new, parallel those of Samhain, the Celtic New Year, for which fuel was gathered, food collected by reciting verses door to door, and a ritual fire lit to welcome the crossing, to welcome crossing the threshold to the new world. Again, Christmas and Samhain. Christmas and Halloween were really just They're very besties. intertwined. Yeah. They're besties. Interesting. I'm sure that this will be in the podcast, but I'm interested in it, and I had a great time. Maybe they had, like, a competition. I, well, yeah, I think that they did, like, go around and find, like, who was going to be the first foot. And also, obviously, they had to be hot. Yeah, they had to be hot. I wonder what their standards were for hot. I don't know. It changes, doesn't it? Are they like an LA 2? <laughs> or like an, an Ohio 10? <laughs> yeah. And an old-timey 
Scotland 300. (laughs) (laughs) They're a 10, but they're the first foot. Oh, Oh. girl, they're a 300. They look like young Jeb Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's another one. Try to repay all debts and push the bank balance into the black before the new year. That just makes sense. Right? Tradition states that the end of a year in debt means a whole new year of debt. And that's just practical advice. I agree. Unless they're mystical debts to a sea witch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you never want to be in debt to a sea witch. I know that. I feel like... I mean, you oh. know that from personal experience. Personal experience, absolutely. Being named after mermaid, I I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a sea witch, so she's owed me for like three years now. Why do you think <laughs> I'm doing this podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I do feel like the way that you spend New Year's is like uh, is the way that you're going to spend the rest of the year. So yeah, that's why yeah. I always like to be surrounded by friends and family. I like to be surrounded by people I like. Mm-hmm. By family, I do mean just my sister. <laughs> and now her wife, who I also love. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know, like, my brother and his wife, who I also love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Um, lending anything, even a candle on New Year's Day, is considered unlucky. And I'm like, who lends a candle? Just give it. You're not getting that back, especially if you take it to the vicar. Yeah, that vicar is over there hoarding candles. Yeah. It's a great scheme, actually. Honestly, his pants are just full of candles. That's how Liar Liar Pants on Fire came to <laughs> What do you mean? I, don't, I didn't steal your candles. I, I haven't walked in two days, but there's wax in here. <laughs> don't light up near the vicar. Okay, so you remember how I said we would talk about the Yule Log? Oh, I do. I remember. So if you burn a Yule log this Christmas, keep the ashes to bury along with your plant seeds in the spring. Superstition dictates that you'll be assured of a bumper crop. Um, okay. Or it's just nutrients and that. But okay. I know, right? That's what I was like. It's just good sense. For all of you gardeners out there with a fireplace. Whomst amongst us. Has a fireplace and a garden place at the same time. This is 2022. Okay. There was one more. Oh, wait, no, two more. Sorry. Keep that Yule log blazing in your open fire. It's considered bad luck to light a fresh fire during the 12 days of Quizmas. Quizmas. Do you know that you have to keep it going? Yeah. And if it, like, goes out, you die. I mean, yeah, the light of your life, yeah. Yeah. D- gone. Gone. That's- but, I mean, I don't know who does that now. But in the olden times, like, you know, you were really looking for things to do. Yeah, I mean, we really had to gussy up the old traditions. Okay, now, now, uh, little Timmy, remember, uh, <laughs> you can't let this fire go out or else we'll all die. Could you imagine, though, if, like, you're Timmy <laughs> and the fire goes out and you're like, ah! My family! I think you... you I, there was a lot of kids just relighting that fire really quickly and just, like, pretending. <laughs> and the mom waking up in the morning like, hmm, smells like green holly leaves. Oh, no. <laughs> then they're all dead. Okay, and remember to take down... 
each one of your Christmas decorations before the end of the evening of January 5th. It's seen as bad luck to keep trimmings up after Twelfth Night, which answers that age-old question of how long is too long? I give people until the 6th, and then from my car I yell. <laughs> come down! But I just do it in my car and in my head. And then I think, who cares? Let people be happy. Yeah, leave it up all year. We can, t- we can leave our Christmas lights up till January, says Taylor Swift. I feel like you should leave them up all year long because there's very few things that make us happy in this world anymore. Just, you know what? After this pandemic, Lovato, just do what makes you happy. If Christmas all year round makes you happy, fine. I'm into it. Who am I Who am I to yuck your yum on it? On a Christmas. On Christmas. So the last one I have kind of contradicts that. So if you made a, a Kalenig which is an apple or an orange on three sticks like a tripod mm-hmm. covered in flour and nuts, oats, or wheat, then topped with thyme or something like thyme, like sticks up. Uh-huh. So if you made one for New Year's Day, don't throw it away after. Put it on a stand on your window, or I suppose it's already on the stand, on your windowsill, and bring uh, it will bring you good luck for as long as it stands out there. And I said, very cute. That is nice. If you don't have ants. Well, but it's outside the window. No, it's on your windowsill. Oh. Implying that your window's open. I mean, I know apples to be fairly large. But it's cute. I love it's it. Cute. I was I was envisioning it was outside your window, but you're right. It's probably inside. I was thinking, well, that seems nice to feed some wildlife. But maybe it's both. Like No, I think you're right. I think you're you're keeping it and letting it dry up slowly. Would it dry or rot? I don't know. I don't know with the flour and the oats and the Well nuts it's also cold. Point. You're putting oh, it yeah, by the window you're... and it's the depths of winter. Especially in England? Uh-huh. Yeah, but no, it looked really cute. I looked up pictures of them and it was like these old little boys in like the fifties and they're like holding them and they're like I don't know. They're giving you stone, like stone face, and it's amazing. Yeah. Creepy Victorian children face. Kind of. It was more of like kids in the fifties, like nineteen fifties, and it it was it was adorable. I was like, I hope that if I ever have children, they stone face for Christmas. But so those are the superstitions. Superstitions. The superstitions. The superstitions. Those are the Christmas craps. I've got for you. <laughs> what a fun time we went down. Um, I can't wait to listen to more podcasts about mistletoe so that I can like remember all the facts that I know about it. Um, we should have just done the whole episode on mistletoe. Yeah. And misadventures with mistletoe. Misadventures with mistletoe. Maybe yeah. I'll name the episode that. <gasps> Ooh. And the war on Christmas. <laughs> World <laughs> War Two on Christmas. No, that doesn't no. work. World. Uh, well, war it was. On... A war across the pond. Christmas style. There's, I feel like there's a pun. There's like a pun the, to be There's had. a second war on Christmas, but I don't know. I can't think of it. I'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll, we'll workshop it. it yeah. So what do you think? I mean, I know you love that puritanical war on Christmas. That's your favorite thing. It It's so crazy to me because I'm so on the side of Christmas there. 
I know. It's like, let people live. It's, I just, here's the thing. The Puritans were so insufferable. I hate an insufferable scold. And I know that I corrected you on how to pronounce Ibiza. Um, so maybe I'm insufferable and a scold. And maybe that's kidding? why no, I don't like. Or hot take. I mispronounced it. So no, you here's could. the thing. You pronounce it like a normal human being. You pronounce it like a normal human being. Um, but. Or maybe yeah, the, I just cannot get behind that pronunciation. And I'm not saying you're wrong there. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm on the side of Christmas. Like just. But see, you're on the same side in both situations because they're being insufferable in this, in yeah. this situation. And yeah. then the people who say that there's a war on Christmas now are being insufferable. Yeah. And you're like, no one said that there was a war. People are just like, why can't we celebrate all the holidays instead of one of the holidays? Why do we have to assume that we all celebrate the same holiday when I would like to unsubscribe? Exactly. But again, I converted, so my family is Christian, so... It doesn't mean... You know, they celebrate Christmas. I'll never get away from it. It's not, No, it's not even that. Because if you think about it, really... They refused to celebrate holidays. They weren't letting people live their life. Now people mm-hmm. aren't letting people live their life. Yeah. All we want is to live our life. I just want to light my little candles, guys. I just want to she eat some fried She wants food. to have eight crazy nights. I want to have eight cozy nights. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get that crazy, except with fried foods. All, all I'm saying, hey, crazy nights could be television. I want to have... Some hygge time. Okay, I want eight cozy nights in my cozy blankets. It it with like a digital fire and fried foods and matzo ball soup. Well, it's more it's more fried stuff because um, everything is fried in oil for the oil. Oh yeah, you're eight right. Days. But I love matzo ball soup. Well, yeah. Now, here's an advanced question for you. And oh, I do no. have a very um, formed opinion. So, oh, snap. Do you like the fluffy matzo balls or the dense matzo balls? Dense. That's the correct term. Okay, me. I was like... That's the correct one for me. I feel like if they're fluffy, it would be gross. They're, no, they're good, too. I just prefer the dense If ones. it's not dense and then the soup. You know what I mean? Because, like, I find matzo balls to be kind of like meatballs in the uh-huh. way of how they're in the soup. So if it's not dense, then what am I getting myself into? We're putting oh. this in the show. Mm, yeah, I just like a dense one. I've also I like only had homemade. I've never had, like, not homemade. What is not homemade? Restaurant? Yeah. Okay. Or, like, store-bought. Oh, okay. I've only ever had, like, somebody made me some and gave it to me. But, because I look like the kind of person who needs matzo ball soup. I mean, who doesn't need it? Exactly. If you don't look like a person who needs matzo ball soup, get with it. Now, are you a person who also puts noodles in there? I didn't. Well, I I I mean, I didn't make it, but they didn't. And it was I I would never, but... But they did put, like, bits of carrot. Yeah. And that was, like, kind of the second best part. Yeah. Like, you know those cooked carrots? Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. that was the shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
It kind of, you know how like, okay, I don't know if this is you. You know how like chicken noodle soup will make you feel better when you're not feeling well? Mm-hmm. That's how like that soup made me feel. I was like, this is the coziest soup in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I love it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is cozy. You're right. And then what did you think of these uh, ridiculous superstitions? Dish. Superstitions. Um, <laughs> uh, to call that back. <laughs> I, You know, uh, delighted. I think some of them make sense. Some of them I don't understand. Some of them I will get behind and... I'm going to try to find a plow. I want to put one under you, my dining room You table. bring that in and you put it in under your dining room table. I want to know if they cleaned it before they did. Or they were like dirt and all. I don't know. I... But what are you plowing at that time? I don't know. I'll find, some... I'll find something to plow. I'm just saying it's the dead of winter. What are you... Nobody's plowing. But someone could steal my plow. And also, yeah. there's a lot of people plowing. I mean, yeah, based on the number of September birthdays, sure are. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I well, say, being a late September birthday. I'm an October birthday. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, that's that all? Was, that was the New Year's plowing. <laughs> I mean, but... I find all of those traditions to be wonderfully delightful. Mm -hmm. And I am so... Wait, there weren't traditions. They were super traditions. Yeah. I don't know why I can't get behind that word. I mean, a superstition becomes a tradition. Yeah, you know, it's like throwing salt over your shoulder. Or, like, if you run a red light, you smack the top of your Mm -hmm. car roof mm-hmm. like those things i sometimes i think superstitions just come out of like repeatedly noticing something and then drawing attention to it because like you know how people are like oh it's bad luck if you see a black cat and i'm like it's great luck and i tell all of my friends if you are a cat person you are so excited just to see a cat any cat doesn't matter literally wow what a great time or if you see a black dog and you're a dog person you're like is that Puppy. dog owned Puppy. Because it's about to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that dog home. I don't care if it's vicious. It's mine. Yep. It's the baby. It's the baby. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us yep. on this quest for Quizmos. Quizmos. It was delightful. And I can't wait to see you again next year. Because this is our last episode wow. of the year. What? can't believe it one last owen wilson wow and for all of you who like and listen to us please leave us a review on the podcast platform that you listen to we'd love to know and tweet us instagram us email us at ltatf podcast at gmail.com and we would love to get some ideas for the next year what do what do you want to hear about what kind of facts do you want to know about yeah We may or may not do a YouTube channel. Who's to say? Uh, Real Housewives of Red River is still an option. (laughs) As in, it's gonna happen. So, this has been a wonderful year of fact chatting. And we will see you next year to talk about something. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.